I'm going to go there. I'm just going to go there, y'all. I preached at my church, and I got to thinking, I need to say this to the world. The biggest problem facing the church and the world in general is, listen, the religion of wokeism. (laughs) You don't want to miss this. The religion of wokeism. I tell you right now, that's exactly what it is. It's a religion, y'all. Uh, they want to tell us to not put, push our religion down their throat, but they push it down us every day. I'm talking about it is every day, every week, every month. I mean, p- making companies change their logos, making companies fly flags of different cultural hot buttons. But I want to tell you what it really is. It's a religion, and they are building their church, they got pastors all over the world, and they are proselyting. They are evangelical, and they're coming after you, but more than anything, they're coming after your children. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you in to a service at the church that I pastor. And I, I started to just teach this on the program, but I just thought, you know, the people that watch this program that are tied in, that are big picture folks, their eyes are open. They're not woke, but they certainly are awake they're going to want to hear this message uh, as it was delivered in, under the anointing. And uh, I hope you put your seatbelts on because uh, we're going to offend uh, everybody we can offend. You know, you know that meme that's out there with Oprah when she gave away the cars to everybody and she goes, you get a car and you get a car and you get a car. You all get a car. I want to say, you're going to get offended and you're going to get offended and you're going to get offended and you're all going to get offended in the name of Jesus. So without further ado, let's get in to the religion of wokeism. You ain't going to want to miss this one. Part one of are we called to be woke or awake is this. The cancer that is spreading throughout our nation, our schools, our children, our homes, our churches, and even our mental health is the religion of wokeism. The religion of wokeism. And everybody that says they're woke don't mean that they have fallen into the religion of wokeism. I'm not talking about somebody that uses the term woke to literally mean what it's supposed to mean, which was a modern uh, slur of awake, meaning my eyes are open, I'm enlightened. We should be enlightened. I mean, as if anybody should have their eyes open, if anybody should know the truth about what's going on and what has happened in the past, it should be the body of Christ. Am I preaching good already? But I'm not talking about an awareness. An awareness and a true enlightenment to the spiritual attack that we are under would not be a religion because God does not operate in religion. Oh, for those of you that are gets real spooky, it's 1111. Some of y'all be like, ooh, what he's about to say right now is going to be life-changing because it's 11-11. 
11 plus 11 is what? 11 plus 11 is what? What year is this? Oh, my God. Take your pill right now. Take that pill right now. Oh, you missed it. It's 11-12. You missed your moment. You missed your moment. You didn't take, you didn't take ownership of the moment. The reality is this, what you hear today and what you will hear in the coming weeks, you will not hear from most pastors. You've already heard stuff that you wouldn't hear, and I ain't even got in it. Why? They are terrified to address it, or simply even to explain it. In fact, they think the answer is to embrace it. And more and more churches we are seeing move from the relationship with the that is called the true church into becoming a religious organization. Religion is man's way of taking something simple and making it difficult. The Bible says the simplicity of the gospel is, is so simple that it confounds the wise. Oh, I'm preaching good. Those that are intelligent, those that consider themselves enlightened, can accept the fact that God became man in the form of a baby in a virgin and was born. They can't accept it rationally that he lived a sinless life, began ministry at age 30, and in three and a half years of ministry and one act in one moment with three words on the cross, it is finished and three days later, a stone was rolled away, and they can't believe that he walked out in, in resurrected form. And this man literally changed the world. Is it not interesting that the religion of wokeism, the religion of wokeism embraces every other world religion? Except one, Christianity. Do you know why? Because the religion of wokeism is open to many paths to God. But Christianity is very, very, very against it. In fact, the founder of Christianity, his name is Jesus. His, his last name was not Christ. Christ is who he is and who he was. It means the Messiah and the anointed one. It was Jesus Christ, the founder of everything we believe that said the words that causes wokeism, the religion of wokeism, to not want to have anything to do with the true preaching of the gospel because our founder said, I am the way, the truth, and the life and the light, and no man gets to the Father which is in heaven except they come through me. Uh-huh. Listen, I, like you, one day will stand before God and we, give, we will give an account. The Bible says for every idle word that we speak, but I want to say that we will give an account for the years, the months, the weeks, the days, the hours, the minutes, and the seconds that we have been given. 
Everyone will be held accountable for that. But I just feel, and I can't, I can't prove this biblically. This is the gospel according to Larry. I just feel there's a greater sense of accountability on us. Because if we believe that we are the final generation, then we have to understand that in all the people that have ever existed, our God trusted us in this moment. So what are we going to be? Are we going to be an echo of the religion of wokeism? Or are we going to be a voice that will wake up the mighty men? That will wake up the mighty women of God? That will wake up the sleeping giant known as the church? I'm preaching better than you shout. Spitting all over myself up here. I will not be told by my God. When I stand before him that I failed to be a voice that could have saved someone's eternity. I will take ownership of this moment. I will take ownership of this moment. I thought somebody would say that themselves. Instead of just letting one man up here take on. I said I will take ownership of this moment. Can I tell you something? If I ever say something up here that, that I'm saying it over myself and it sits well with you. You got freedom to shout it out over yourself. Because I don't preach stuff up here that's just for me. Everything I'm preaching up here is for us. Quit setting me up on some kind of pedestal that makes, makes you think that I can do something that you can't do. The same God that's in me, on me, and working through me is the same God that's in you and on you and working through you. I wish I had somebody that would shout, preach, preach up. The book of James, nobody likes, most woke people, woke churches, the religion of wokeism don't like to read James. Now the religion of wokeism is not a new religion because there's nothing new under the sun. It's been around since people have been around because at its core is a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Do you know even when King James in the 1600s commissioned them to translate the Bible into English, which is known as the King James Version. Oh, and by the way, here's a little nugget for you. For those that are... Die hard King James Version. I ain't got nothing against that. I've, I've read and memorized King James Version. But you want to say, I believe in the authorized version 1611. Uh, no, you don't. Because what the King James Version that you have right now is not 1611. Go online and look up King James Version, actual 1611, authorized 1611, and you can't even read it. I mean, it's in the Kang's language. Huh? Are y'all hearing me? You can't even read it. But I'm thankful for it. Because it was the first version that put it in our language so we could read it. Do you know that in that day, in the midst of those that were trying to put together the 66 books that we call our Bible, there were voices in the room that wanted to leave James out. There were people in the 1600s that said, this don't seem to fit. The doctrine of grace. This don't seem to fit that we're not saved by works lest any man should boast, but rather grace. 
We want a Bible that don't talk anything about works. But now you want to put a book in there that says faith without works is dead. They didn't like James. But God made sure that James was in there. Because if James wasn't in there, there'd be a lot of people walking down a road that they shouldn't be walking down. James said things like this, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptation. It was James that laid out the seven stages of backsliding that shows us how a person will backslide in their faith. Faith without works is dead. But it's also James that says something very profound to the moment. Somebody say the moment. Say it loud, I take ownership of the moment. Here's the key. Because God, through His Word, commanded me to. Okay, let's see what James says. Here's one of the reasons why they didn't like James. James chapter 4, verse 13. Come now, you who say, he's calling them out, y'all. He's calling them out. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we'll go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, make a profit, verse 14. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time. And then vanishes away. Instead. Somebody shout instead. How many knows that's a rebuke? The first part was, let me tell you, I know what you're saying about the moment. You keep saying, you keep putting things off because you don't want to deal with them right now. You keep saying, ah, oh, let's don't upset the apple cart. Let's go slow. Let's take it easy. Let's operate in grace. Let's operate in mercy. We don't need to say things like that now because if we do, oh, if we go that harsh, that hard, that fast, we're going to lose so many people. I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that next week. He says, you don't even understand what life is. You think you know what life is. You're living your life constantly expecting a tomorrow. Can I bring it down for you? Are you, are you quiet because you're taking it in? Can I bring it down to this room? Can I make it real for the people that's in this room? It don't get no more real than what I'm about to say. There is someone in this room. No one knows who it is, including that person. That is absolutely closer to death than anyone else in this room. It could be me. It could be you. It could be five years from now. It literally could be today. We don't know. But there is a person in this room who has less time to live than anyone else in this room. Who is it? Will you automatically go to those that you know that has cancer, to those that you know that has heart disease, to those that you know that their kidneys are shutting down, or to those that you know that may be in their 70s, 80s, or 90s? 
Have you not lived a life long enough to know that that has nothing to do? In just a moment, a teenager can be gone. A child can be gone. Somebody who's in perfect health, who jogs 10 miles a day and eats nothing but, my God, kale. Can die of a heart attack. Because we don't know what's going on inside of us sometimes. It's a vapor. Just like that it can go. Instead, you ought to say this. If the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. Those things that you purpose in your heart to do tomorrow, do them today. If the Lord wills. You ever heard your grandma say that? Well, if the Lord's willing. That's where it came from. Right here. That's where that saying came from. If the Lord's willing. Well, can I help you? The Lord is willing. While you're praying on the will of the Lord, let me help you. It's the will of the Lord. Well, am I supposed to preach the gospel? I just need to make sure it's the will of the Lord. It's the will of the Lord. Well, I just got to pray about it. Am I supposed to give to missions? Am I supposed to sow into missions? It's the will of the Lord. How dare you think that I have the audacity. You can tell me what the will of the Lord is. I'm not telling you what the will of the Lord is. He told you what the will of the Lord is. I'm trying to get to my sermon. But now, watch this. Here's wokeism. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, somebody shout therefore. That's a big word, right? Everything I say is set up by this next statement. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Woo, there's that cuss word nobody wants to talk about, but it's the one thing we all got in common. Sin. Oh, it's a sin to lie. It's a sin uh, to commit this. It's a sin to commit that. Well, watch this. James said, if you know what you're supposed to be doing and you ain't doing it, you're in sin. If you're supposed to be speaking against evils of the world, declaring that this is the devil, and you're not, you're in sin. Pastors that watch me, because I know you do, because you want to, you want to, can I be real? I love you pastors, but let's be real. Because I don't want this for you. But here's the reality. You like to watch a preacher that ain't scared to say it while you're still scared to say it. Because what I'm saying, you feel, but you, you don't think you got the guts to say it. Well, can I tell you something? If you're watching and that hit home with you, I declare and releasing you right now a boldness like you never thought you could ever have. And you're going to stand up and take ownership of the moment. Here we go. If you stay silent when Roe v. Wade is overturned, you are in sin. I put a jacket on today and some, and some fancy shoes and a button shirt. Mm-hmm. 
you approve? Did my cultural advisor approve? I got the thumbs up from my cultural advisor. Hey, pastors, why is it that you hashtag every other little moment that all the rest of the world is embracing and you too scared to say from the pulpit because you say you're worried about it not sounding compassionate that you ought to be at least excited that for the first time in 50 years you now get to preach in a pulpit in a nation that the curse of the spirit of Moloch has been removed. My God, what, what is wrong with you? I know what it is you're worried about money. But here's the reality. If you, while you're trying to hold on to your money, you done forgot that if you go woke, you go broke. Because ultimately, God ain't going to put his favor on a religion that is against the word of God. I got five people that's helping me preach. The rest of you wondering, well, I don't know if I'm coming back next week or not. If you don't come back next week and you ain't working and you ain't in the hospital, you're going to tell on yourself. I, if I was you, I'd come back next week just, just so that nobody would know that you was even bothered by it. If you join the religion of the culture of the world and embrace the practices and the doctrines of a world who does not believe in Jesus... You have bought in and you are living in sin. Silence is not the voice of compassion. It is the voice of defeat. Shouting is the voice of victory. Ain't nobody ever won a battle and came back and got, was quiet about it. Nobody ever took a moment of silence when they knew they just won a war. But when you will, you know you won a war. The whole camp is blowing the trumpet. The whole camp is shouting. They're not being silent. My God, I wish I had somebody that would roar. That would roar knowing that God has won the battle. Silence is the voice of defeat. Shouting is the voice of victory. So let's deal with, in the next 25 minutes, the religion of wokeism. The religion of wokeism, notice that I'm not just saying woke. I'm saying the religion of wokeism because I'm not here to judge anyone who's ever said, stay woke, don't ever stop being woke. I get what you're saying if you're saying it as a godly person with the right attitude, reminding people of who they are in God. Don't let nobody take your freedoms from you. Don't let nobody tell you what you can do and what you can't do when you decide that God has told you to do it. God is the one that gives you the freedom. Okay? I'm not judging anybody. I'm addressing a very specific church that has been planted generations ago. And as the true remnant church seems to be shrinking, and more and more pastors are quitting, and more and more churches are closing, this church is exploding. 
Well, do they have pastors? Unfortunately, yes. Not only, do they, not only do they have voices that are speaking on media that has nothing to do with the church, but they now have actual pastors that are buying in to the religion of wokeism. It has taken over our culture. But let me tell you what the religion of wokeism is, and this is my definition of it. It is an umbrella that covers everything and anything that someone feels there was an injustice involved or feel hurt about anything. Used to, and I'm not talking about the serious sins of this nation. I'm talking about used to if we got our feelings hurt or if somebody preached to us in a church service that stepped on our toes, we, we put on our big boy or big girl pants and got over it and came back to church. But now we can't handle anything, any hurt. I mean, we have become such a society that we have now glamorized mental issues. TikTok has transformed. Did I say it right, TikTok? Is that right? Has trans. Wait a minute, am I having a brain freeze? Is it really called TikTok? Download. The clock is ticking. Never thought about why it's called TikTok. Because it's the enemy realizing he's running out of time. So he had to invent something that could quickly change the mindset of a world. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Download. We have people on TikTok, young people on TikTok, that are now getting excited. I've seen these videos. Oh, I, I just found out today that, that I suffer from a mental illness. You think I'm being funny. Am I telling the truth? I'm like, and they're like, tag me down below if you've got mental issues like me. And I'm like, first of all, these are our youth pastors and they're both shouting to me that it's true. While you think I'm being silly, the ones that are speaking into your teenagers that have TikTok are telling me it's absolutely true what I'm saying. Glorifying a goal of one day having mental issues. So that you can finally get the compassion that you desire. And people will be able to look the other way for you to say or do anything you want to do now because, oh, they've got mental issues. It's almost like a badge of honor. Now, some of the issues are mental issues, but a lot of these that are being called mental issues in the religion of wokeism is, because remember what I've told you many times before, I wish I had three, three more hours to preach this because I'm, I'm dealing with some devils right now. Remember, I've told you that all the devil has ever done it's always been a pathetic and cheap imitation of what God does. So he has successfully renamed demons 
as mental issues and gender identities and pronouns. We're used to if somebody looked at you and goes, well, one day I've got this, this voice that speaks to me, and I'm a guy. And tomorrow I've got this other voice that speaks to me, and I'm a girl. And this one, I'm, I'm a child. This one, I'm a child. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to tell you what's real. And then some days I'm a cat. Some days I identify as a dog and a horse or a monkey. Are you hearing me? In the day that I am a cat, you will meow at me. I'm telling you facts. This is the world we live in. And these are the videos that are going viral. Remember what Paul said in Romans? That last generation will love the creation more than the creator. In other words, they will determine themselves to be God. And they, whatever they feel to do, whatever they feel to say, is the gospel in their religion. Well, I had to jump in here right now and just tell you that that's part one. Part one, okay? Part two is coming at you the very next broadcast. And part two gets even more intense. The religion of wokeism. You don't want to miss part two. See you next time on The Big Picture.